Hi, my name is Matt Delacri, and when I was growing up, I missed out on some answers to some serious questions I had. Join me as I seek answers to those questions. Okay, so we are in part B now of the question, did Jesus actually exist? We've looked at four out of the five arguments uh, against his existence in part A, and now we're coming to look at the two arguments in favor of existence. And um, in the process, we're going to hit that final argument against that uh, we didn't cover last time. So, let's get into it. Two good reasons to believe that Jesus actually existed. First up, Jesus was not an only child. In Galatians 1, 18-19, Paul wrote, quote, Then three years later I went up to Jerusalem to become acquainted with Cephas and stayed with him fifteen days. But I did not see any other of the apostles except James, the Lord's brother. End quote. Now, Paul says that he saw James, the Lord's brother, and the Lord means Jesus. Paul commonly referred to Jesus as the Lord. So, if Jesus never existed, the question is, how could he have a brother? Now, what is often pointed out here is that Paul regularly refers to Christians as brothers. So, how do we know that Paul isn't just referring to James as Jesus' brother in that way? Well, the answer is pretty simple. Paul doesn't refer to Cephas as the Lord's brother. He's just Cephas. So, the first option that we have for for this is that all believers are brothers and sisters, and James is just one of them. In this case, Cephas just got left out. The problem with this is that Cephas is actually Peter, you know, the one from the Gospels. Uh, Cephas is how you say his name in Aramaic. You know, this is obviously English translation, it's Cephas. Peter is how you say it in Greek. Both mean rock. So the question that I need to ask is, does it seem likely that the leader of the 12 disciples and one of the main leaders of the early church is not a brother? If calling Jesus, um, if calling James the Lord's brother means nothing more than just he was one of the members of early Christianity, then that would mean that Peter was not one of the members of early Christianity. And that seems more than a little unlikely. But if that's not what's happening here, then something else is going on. And the something else that's going on is that James was the actual biological brother of Jesus, or if you believe in the virgin birth, the biological half-brother of Jesus. Now, it seems much more likely that James was actually biologically related to Jesus and calling him the Lord's brother was Paul's way of making it clear which James he meant, because there were more than one. So what you have with Paul, then, is a first-century eyewitness saying that he met with a biological brother, or half-brother, of Jesus. And Paul is conferring with Peter and James, which he does again years later, only this time John is with him. See Galatians 2, 1-10. Uh, now, if they're talking about how to do missions, don't you think that if Jesus were not a real historical figure, that would have probably come up? You know, don't you think his brother James would have known if Jesus were real or not? So that means when Paul called James the brother of the Lord, he would have known exactly what he was saying. He would have known that he was saying that Jesus really existed, and he would have had confirmation of that fact from Jesus' own brother. So Paul believed that Jesus really did exist, and it was confirmed to him 
by Jesus' own brother. Now, the second reason to believe that Jesus really did exist is that Jesus was crucified. Now, a lot of people thought that Jesus was the Messiah, and Jesus was even crucified as the King of the Jews. And we'll dive into both of these topics in more depth later on in the series. However, these are things that nobody would have believed if Jesus never lived. Let me give you two reasons for that. First, the Messiah was generally thought to be a human, earthly ruler. Jews in Jesus' day, um, as well as both before and after, did not think of the Messiah as a divine figure. That's something that modern Christians do because we see Jesus and then we sort of read it back into the text. But that's not what they thought. The Messiah, in their view, was a human. Um, Christians today have come to believe that Jesus was also divine, but that's in addition to the human part. Uh, everyone, both Christian and Jew, always believed that the Messiah was human, even if the Christians did add on that extra divine part. And what that means is that Jesus could not have been the Messiah if he had never lived, because on both Christianity and Judaism, the Messiah is human. Second, Jesus was crucified and killed, and that means he was human. And really, this one ought to be obvious. You can't be killed unless you were alive, right? But the much bigger point behind this is that no one expected or could easily believe in a crucified Messiah. Partly that was because the Messiah was not supposed to die, at least in everybody's minds. And partly that was because crucifixion brought a curse with it. You know, Paul said in Galatians 3.13 that everyone who is hanged on a tree is cursed. And by dying on a wooden cross, Jesus was cursed by God. Again, more detail later. So if the Messiah was supposed to be this triumphant figure who was anointed by God and was supposed to defeat Israel's enemies, primarily Rome, why would someone invent a Messiah who was killed by those very, very enemies and was killed in a way that it brought a, a curse on him? You would never do that. No one would ever make this up. The only reason people would say this is if, if it actually happened. Of course, if it actually happened, then that means that Jesus was actually crucified. And if Jesus was actually crucified, then he actually lived because you cannot crucify a myth. You can only crucify a real person. And so we should notice uh, that both of these arguments occur in Paul's writings, which answers our question from earlier. The third argument uh, for Jesus being a myth was that there isn't much evidence in the New Testament outside the Gospels that Jesus existed. But from what we've just seen in these two arguments, it seems like Paul's arguments presuppose that Jesus existed. Jesus had to exist to have a brother, and Jesus had to exist to be crucified, and Jesus had to exist for this whole curse thing to happen. So it seems pretty clear that Paul believed that Jesus really existed. And that provides evidence that Jesus existed from inside the New Testament, but outside the Gospels. So, I want to ask one final and very important question to hopefully wrap this topic up. What would be the likelihood that we would have the information that we do if Jesus had not existed? So, what is the likely likelihood that Christianity would exist, or what's the likelihood that Christianity would take the form that it did if Jesus had never existed? Would the Gospels have been produced, and would they look the way they do? You know, 
what I want to ask is why would there be a story of Jesus' birth? Uh, why would there be uh, so much about his ministry and then about his death? Why would there be stories about Jesus healing people, uh, some of whom would have still been alive when the Gospels were written, and you could presumably go ask them if this stuff were true? Wouldn't it be much more likely that the Gospels would just give teachings or lessons uh, instead of stories about things that Jesus supposedly actually did? And, and why would you invent stories about Jesus being tried in front of Pontius Pilate? Um, if you completely made that up, why would anyone believe that? Because if, you, if you're talking about this real trial that supposedly happened in, in, at a historical time and place, a lot of people would have been there. Everyone would know that it hadn't happened. For people to accept Christianity, which they obviously did, otherwise we wouldn't have Christianity now, what was preached and what we see in the earliest records, like the Gospels, either would have had to closely reflect what actually happened, because people would have known whether it was true or not, or it would have to be something that was still compelling, but at the same time disconnected from reality. And what we find, though, is not that. We, we find something that is very connected to reality. There's a lot of references to historical times and place when Jesus actually said something, did something, and people healed, talked to, conversed with, touched, ate with, so on and so forth. And it's written, uh, the records of, of all these things were written down uh, within the lifetimes of people who would have been eyewitnesses, both sympathetic and hostile eyewitnesses. So if Christianity taught that there really was a Jesus who did certain things, it would have to be at least reasonably close to the truth or would not have been accepted by many people, which it obviously did, which it obviously was because Christianity did grow. And it only took a few decades until Christians were persecuted by Nero in Rome. And, you know, there's, there's a thousand questions we could ask just like these. And while that says nothing about what Jesus was actually like, it's really hard to see how we would have all the data that we do if he never actually existed. And I argue it's really hard to see how we would um, have all the data we do that if Jesus, didn't, if Jesus didn't look at least a little bit like the figure that we see in the Gospels. And so even if you treat the Gospels super skeptically, you still end up with a Jewish itinerant preacher who taught in parables thought the kingdom of God was coming and that thought that he was in some way related to making that happen, was crucified by the Romans, died on the cross, and his followers thought they saw him after his death, or something like that. There is a reason that nearly all scholars who have degrees in relevant fields believe that Jesus existed and agree on some very basic facts about who he was. The evidence is really strong. And it's hard to see how we would end up with all the evidence that we do have if all of this had just been made up. So for all of the reasons that we've discussed in these you know, two parts, the reasons against and why they don't work, as well as the reasons in favor and why they do, it seems best, I think, to think that Jesus actually did exist. But we are still left with the question, who was he? And that's what we're going to talk about in the rest of the series. So we've had Two episodes so far. We've got eight more to go. If you're interested in keeping up with the rest of the series, click the subscribe button so you can uh, get an answer to the question that we're going to be talking about for many weeks to come. Who was Jesus? <laughs>